0: G'day and welcome to the podcast of Outpost Church in McLaren Vale. We hope that you find this devotion helpful. I've been reflecting quite a bit on the phrase that's often used to refer to evangelism as one beggar telling another beggar where the bread is at, and I absolutely loved this phrase. It was a real favorite of mine. I heard it maybe 20 years ago and started using it immediately. And I love the the sense of commonality that you are just telling someone else who's in the same predicament as you where they can find hope and fulfillment of that hope. And it is a beautiful thing. And I was challenged around this uh, four or five years ago. And um probably threw the baby out with the bathwater if I'm thinking about it because the thing that I got focused on was the identity issue and there's definitely a point um, to be made around identity when it comes to seeing ourselves as beggars and if you look at anyone that Jesus interacted with it is hard to find someone who starts out as a beggar who then meets Jesus who continues to be a beggar I don't know if you've seen that uh, portion of The Life of Brian, the Monty Python classic, uh, where there's this man, very fit and healthy looking man, who's like springing along next to someone and saying, arms for an ex-leper, arms for an ex-leper. And obviously this person had been a beggar um, and was healed by Jesus, but then continued to be a beggar, even though they were definitely fit and able to work. And it's not a natural picture. Once you have been restored, once you have been healed, then you are free to live a different life. Um, and so the identity piece is one that I think is worth addressing with this particular phrase of a beggar telling another beggar where the bread is at. And I think it is worth pointing out that in the scriptures, you know, we are called saints. We're giving, given Uh, redeemed titles rather than being referred to as sinners throughout the New Testament and yet there is something about this particular phrase that does uh, resonate still very strongly and that is that we remain as a beggar does completely dependent upon the generosity of another and so I think that phrase beggar can still You know, have some merit and at the end of the day the thing that I come back to the thing that I think we need to keep coming back to is that we know where the bread is at and the bread is Jesus this sacrificial king that we have King Jesus who is the bread of life and he says no one who comes to me will ever be hungry and no one who believes in me will ever be thirsty again He is our answer. He is the source of life. He is the the reason that we are transformed and we are different. And of course, that that phrase of of being a beggar can actually relate to how we feel. We can feel like we're a beggar. Uh, We can act like we are as well. Um, But to remember that we know where the bread is at. So anytime that we feel that way, we feel a lack of power. Uh, We feel a lack of hope. We need to remember uh, that we know where the bread is at. And passages like 2 Corinthians chapter 4, where Paul was just speaking about this tension between the two, this ridiculous tension between having such a a strong identity um, and having such clear purpose and hope and fulfillment, Um, yet suffering and struggling. So verse 8 says, We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. We are persecuted, but not abandoned. We are struck down, but not destroyed. And often we hear that in isolation. We hear those couple of verses. But verse 10, I think, takes it even further. We always carry the death of Jesus in our body so that the life of Jesus may also be displayed in our body. So verse 10 is taking things to a whole new level. Those previous verses were telling us that there is a sense of struggle, but it's not utter defeat. Whereas in this verse and also the next one, so verse 10 hits up that we carry around the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be displayed. Without the death, we don't get to display the life. And then verse 11 says, For we who live are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake, so that Jesus' life may also be displayed in our mortal flesh. And both of these verses, these back-to-back verses, are talking about the death of Jesus being evident. Therefore, His life is evident. And if we don't have the death, if there is no inkling of that death, then there isn't the life either. We can't have the life without the death of Jesus first. And that will be evident at different times and in different ways. And people will see that and they'll call it out. So to be called a beggar, um, that's not such a bad thing compared to other things that we could be called. Um, And this idea of being a beggar, I can argue why it's not true, but... I think we're far better off to focus on the amazing gift that is Jesus, the one who sacrificed himself on our behalf for our sake so that we would never be hungry, so that we would never thirst again because he is so abundant. And I guess my conclusion is this. My conclusion is that I don't want to spend time focusing on the beggar part, on what I used to be, or even spend too much focus, time focus, focusing on what I am now. I want to spend my life focusing on the bread. Jesus is the bread of life. He is the one who has come to us and he is abundant. He is sufficient for me. He is sufficient for you. And I don't want to get sidetracked. Um, and, and in this, you know, we can find division within the church. It's so easy to be offended at what someone else says and their understanding of things but to see the beauty and the things that we share in our understanding, which is it is all about Jesus. He is the focus. He is the substance. He is the one that transforms us and makes us new. But it never ceases to be about Him. We are always completely dependent upon Jesus. And it follows that what we have to offer others is Him. What we have to share with another person is the reality of what Jesus has done for us, who he is, the goodness of the gift that is Jesus. And we get to share that. We get to share that as though we were beggars who had found bread. And we see another poor beggar and say, guess what? We know where the bread is. We know who the bread is. And we know what needs to be done from here. And everything changes as a result. And I find myself in danger as I am theologizing around these things is to forget the whole purpose of this analogy in the first place, which was to remind us that we have good news that not only benefits ourselves, but also benefits those around us. But they need to know about it. They need to hear, and then they can do something about it. And Father, I ask that we would know the goodness of, Of Jesus in our own lives that we would not look to other things but look to Jesus himself for everything that we need thank you that we do have everything we need for life and for godliness and I pray Lord that you would open our eyes to see the need that others have and that we would be able to point them to Jesus help us to do that in a way they can receive help us to do that in a way that's not condescending and I love that imagery of one beggar telling another beggar where the bread is at, Lord. I pray that we would grab a hold of that basic notion, not putting ourselves above someone else, but simply sharing this amazing, this amazing truth, this amazing reality, this amazing discovery of Jesus Christ and Him crucified with others. Lord, would we see many come into your kingdom as a result for your glory and for our good. Hallelujah and Amen.